Hey traders, welcome to the 36th episode of the Performante podcast. We are uh, continuing the daily dose of the uh, crypto news, the regulations involving you know, the cryptocurrencies that we're going to be talking about, in particular XRP today at the start of the podcast. And then we're going to be moving on to some other SEC related information. We're going to be talking more about XRP and a fund that actually dropped them because of this case. And then we'll be ending off the podcast with a little bit of bullish news, looking at Grayscale's continuation of the accumulation game. So we want to thank you very much for tuning again, tuning in yet again to the 36th episode. And I'm going to be passing it off to Nathan. Thanks for tuning in. The day is December 23rd, 2020, closing in on Christmas really quick. So just to jump right into it. There was a meeting that happened at the CFTC with the SEC, basically the financial regulatory bodies in the United States of America. And based, the dialogue today was based around stablecoin issuers and the dynamics of how stablecoins operate within the crypto space. And basically trying to define if a stablecoin constitutes a security, a commodity, or is a derivative product or somewhere in between because we haven't really had that formal definition of what something like USDT, USDC, PAX are. There's no really clear regulatory bodies if these are considered to be a financial instrument and if they are, what kind. And so although this ruling or this meeting wasn't particularly fruitful in terms of having a firm answer a firm commitment that they're that they're dedicating themselves to it seems like they're starting that dialogue starting that discussion and it seems like for christmas we're getting crypto regulation yeah i think it could be looked at in a positive way as well and i think we did get some of that feedback because you know they're in we do need to have regulation in order for it to be truly adopted into the everyday world we live in today, especially with the regulations that involve the financial realm. Um, really, there is regulatory bodies hovering over everything and anything. So the fact that they are, I guess you could say, not opening their doors, but they are looking at this and allowing this to become a part of the financial world and the on-ramp to it and the regulations will be, I think, um, difficult to start but over time it'll get easier and easier because it'll just be cemented into the structure of the system and i think it's kind of a good thing it kind of sucks right now especially for um some of these cryptocurrencies these stable coins that will have to potentially shift how their business model works or um you know face lawsuits we don't exactly know but uh i do think that these regulatory implementations are a positive thing yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction in terms of the overall legitimization of the space, because as regulatory bodies implement rules and regulations, the mass media, the institutions might feel more comfortable introducing crypto onto their balance sheet, introducing crypto into their business or whatever faucet of life crypto can improve their life. So I think that although some of these regulations might come across heavy-handed or broad-stroked or not fully encompassing or effective, 
nothing has been decided yet nothing is concrete everything is still being decided discussed and just kind of formulating what the best steps forward are and in that note a couple episodes ago we talked about the new financial crimes enforcement network where they were talking about um they were talking about the different regulations that would come with these self-hosted wallets and they are now accepting feedback on that bill so I encourage any and all U.S. citizens, because this is a U.S. specific thing, to provide feedback. It's available at regulations.gov. And basically, you can just click on the FinCEN bill, and from there, you will be able to submit your comment. And one thing that's pretty interesting about how this system works is that every single comment will be read by a human being and the most prevalent ones will be passed higher along the chain. So be nice, be courteous, be cognizant, and try and do your best to explain how you feel. There are a couple templates that are being circulated on the cryptocurrency Reddit, so if you do kind of just want that cookie-cutter format to streamline the process for yourself, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, being heard definitely feels good, and uh, yeah, like Nathan said, People are reading them, they're human, so uh, I would say try to make valid points, but uh, understand that there's other humans reading this. So I definitely encourage everyone to participate if you are an American citizen. So the next topic we're going to be going to is discussing the statement of the SEC Chairman Jay Clayton. Uh, he submitted a letter to Donald Trump informing him today uh, December 23rd, that it will be his last day as a chairman of the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. So some people were a little bit uh, frustrated, upset, a little bit tainted, a little bit jaded, you could say, because he was somewhat attacking XRP right before he was leaving, but he did inform uh, individuals and I guess the entity of the SEC prior to much before the actual uh, lawsuit against XRP. So um, this is not something that is out of the blue, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the order stacks up. So when he is leaving, there's obviously going to be a series of individuals who is going to be moving up the ranks. So obviously with new people come potentially new regulations. If they're positive with crypto within the SEC, obviously that's a very, very positive thing for the overall crypto sphere. Yeah, 100%. And I just wanted to squash a little bit of FUD that was circulating I saw on social media today, specifically on TikTok, but basically a couple XRP moon boys were claiming that this Jay Clayton individual uh, took the route of screwing over XRP Ripple, and this was kind of his final act leaving office before he ditched house and go goes and enjoys his retirement in Mexico or something to that effect. Uh, but no, this resignation was planned, this date was determined well in advance, and this was an orderly transition out of office. This has, there's, correlation does not imply causation. I don't think that Jay Clayton intentionally is trying to bring down Ripple and then dipped out. But the timing is uh, not suspicious, but it's happening at the same time, let's say. And so moving on to our next story, keeping along with that XRP SEC vibe, we have seen a couple much smaller exchanges drop XRP. There's a couple 
low volume ones that maybe are just doing it for publicity because we haven't seen any of the large players like Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, etc. But it's interesting to see that these companies are taking affirmative action. And specifically, there's one called Bitwise Asset Management, which is one of the world's largest crypto fund managers, has fully removed XRP from their portfolio. They have liquidated their entire XRP position, basically just on the judgment of the SEC's complaint and that pending and developing legal case between the two entities. And Bitwise just wants to distance themselves, create that three degrees of separation between them and Ripple, Garlinghouse, and the whole fiasco that is developing within America's legal system. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. We will uh, see who else takes the, uh, the exit door with XRP with the news. Obviously, they are not really able to shake it off, and I think over time... People may feel the same with trying to distance themselves and not be in the limelight of getting in a lawsuit with the SEC. So uh, we'll definitely keep everyone updated and uh, stay tuned for more information. So we're going to be moving on to a next subject for uh, more news on the SEC. Uh, they are not all terrible and bad. Uh, they are showing mercy to broker dealers handling security tokens. So... Uh, we do see broker-dealers who are abiding by existing rules, uh, who currently hold security tokens in custody, will not face enforcement action for the next five years. So definitely some positive news uh, in terms of the broker-dealers who are already following the existing rules, who are jumping through all the hoops, who are going through all of the regulatory uh, challenges that face really creating a custodial service for security tokens. So yeah, I think it's definitely a positive thing. Five years is quite a long time to be completely honest. Um, to be like, it's, there is so much change in five years. So we'll see if, uh, that actually holds. Yeah, honestly, I don't think we've ever talked about the SEC as much as we have recently, whether it's with their collaboration with FinCEN to develop that new regulatory framework for exchanges, whether it's them taking Ripple XRP to court, and now they're trying to develop framework for that security token business. The SEC is really putting in that work, trying to provide clarity, trying to provide context for the crypto market. And it's kind of interesting to see this rapid acceleration in terms of the bureaucratic aspect of crypto, because before this point, it was something that I was like, oh, we'll talk about it in a meeting three months, six months from now, and you'd never really hear anything fruitful. But now it seems like we're hearing a lot of actionable stories where the SEC is actually taking steps to develop guidelines, regulations, and affirmative action, rather than just kind of being like, it's a later problem. Who knows? Maybe they just want to secure their own Bitcoin profits by taxing people. Maybe they just want to expand the USA government stack. But the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is listening. They're tuning into the crypto market, trying to get a better understanding of the dynamics, how it operates. And overall, I think that although we live in Canada, the changes that are happening in America will have an impact on the rest of the world. Yeah, completely agreed. To uh, top it off for this video, we're going to keep it bullish like we uh, 
still think the overall market is when you're looking at the larger perspective. We're going to be talking more about Grayscale. They have been on our radar. We've been talking about them uh, really in almost every single podcast, to be completely honest. Maybe we've missed a few, but uh, they do have really a large suite of products that allow you to gain exposure in certain assets so you don't have to go through the trials and tribulations if you're not tech savvy to actually buy a hardware wallet or a software wallet, purchase cryptocurrencies on an exchange, transfer them over to your wallet, keep a seed word or seed phrase um, and actually be able to maintain it and, and, and manage it and not get scammed by phishing emails and all that stuff. Um, you know, there's a certain level and a certain degree of information and knowledge and skill you have to have in order to have that. And I think Grayscale is offering some really great products in order to um, allow institutional investors, yes, but also people who may just want to open a brokerage account because that's easier. It's more regulated. And I think that will be coming to crypto. But right now, it's still sort of the Wild West. There's so many exchanges and, and so many wallets that are... Um, not the best uh they're they're not top tier they they are you know second or third they have some malfunctions and uh insufficient let's say human resources or or um contact support so i think there will be a day when we will have dominant forces like binance who can offer really everything and more so we're getting there but for grayscale we do see they are still continuing to stack sats uh recently on tuesday so this past week up to Tuesday, they purchased 12,319 Bitcoin, which is estimated at around $284 million or $284.5 million. And that was a week ago from Tuesday. Well, last week's tally was around 11,512 Bitcoin, uh, which is estimated to be around $266 million. So for context, when we're looking at the amount of Bitcoin that are mined and minted, we see that currently there is 28,000 Bitcoin per month in block rewards that gets distributed to miners. So really, Grayscale themselves are basically purchasing the amount of, uh, basically double the minted amount in a month. And that's one single fund that is just buying Bitcoin. And it's still going down. So you can imagine the amount of people that are selling and the amount of weak hands. Um, that sucks for them. We are definitely still not bearish yet. I think, yes, it did drop below a support. But um, yeah, we are definitely in the same uh, perspective as Grayscale. We're still looking at opportunities and they definitely are as well. But uh, pretty unbelievable numbers that we're seeing from Grayscale. Yeah, within the context of the current market and all this institutional interest we've seen, the halving cycle, inflation, et cetera, et cetera, that in this circumstance, it definitely does not make sense to short. I would way rather use that capital to go long, average in, expand that digital real estate holding, really stack those sats trying to expand the pile because I think there is a lot of FUD circulating in the market, whether it's SEC regulations, SEC lawsuits, ledger data leaks. I think that there's a lot of novice investors in the space that maybe don't have the experience or the context to understand that a couple percent off the top of an all-time high is not a cause for concern. It is not a sign the market is going to collapse. 
and let the bull run is over. This is really where experience is super beneficial and realizing that although crypto has been going up pretty much nonstop for the past, what, two or three months now, eventually we are going to enter a period of consolidation, consolidate that volume before we make the next push to the upside. And I think maybe it's just a lot of people getting surprised that Bitcoin's not continuing to go up 24 seven, 365. And maybe some weak hands are getting shaken out, let's call it. Yeah, I think it's somewhat of a positive thing and experience definitely does help because you just understand that it's not always going to be uh, going up all the time. There's going to be consolidations, there's going to be moves to, the, moves to the downside. And in bull runs, that's the time to be patient, wait and pick your spots, wait for that nice contraction and that volatility. And uh, yeah, we will be definitely looking out for continuation patterns on BTC. So if you are interested in crypto, if you like trading, if you like investing, if you want to learn about technical analysis, looking at charts, price action, looking and understanding the patterns that we use and the structures and the confirmations that we uh, try to have complete before we take any action in the market, definitely join our Discord. We will have links in the podcast or YouTube whatever platform you are uh, enjoying our podcast with, they will be down below. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you there and uh, I will pass the uh, end of the podcast over on to Nathan. The day is December 23rd. We covered some FUD. We covered some positive news. Regardless, wherever you may be on planet Earth, we wish you the best. Stay safe, everyone.